Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planetan, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create inspired life. And we do so by working on our goals. Yes, I'm so excited. Our own personal development so we can reach those goals. This is the next quadrant of the goal setting in Zig Ziglar's book. See you at the top. If you missed the first segment, I'll link it in the show notes, not to worry. This one's really exciting because it's all about the characteristics of a goal. And he's going to give us four rules to set us on our pathway. This is absolute gold. So make sure you listen to the very end because he also talks about if goals can be negative. So here's number one. Goals must be big. Ah, that's exciting, isn't it? But how big? Let's find out. So <laughs> the excitement comes in goal setting when you do your best, which you can only do with proper goals. Now, if the goal, which is really the competition you have set for yourself, is big, tough, it will bring out your best effort. It will create excitement and that excitement which permits you to perform at your best and reach your goals. <gasps> That's exciting, right? When you are at your best, he says you do your best. You can lay down at night and truthfully say, today, I did my very best. The result will be rewarding and satisfying. Great night's sleep because you recognize that you're doing your best towards reaching the big goal. It's exciting to know that as long as you're reaching for the stars, your big goal, you won't end up with a handful of mud. You need to see life as something big and exciting and your goals as big ones. Somebody once said, a wise person, make no small plans where they have no capacity to stir your soul. Hmm. The way you see life will largely determine what you get out of it. That is where you start challenging yourself. And that is where, you know, so many people use maybe a sports analogy in this regard, um, but competition, competition within yourself, within your own soul. So how do you become better at what you're doing? In the sports analogy, it's, you know, you play against a better player. You don't get better at, say, playing tennis if you play with somebody who's not up for the competition. It's easy. It's complacent. Sure, yeah. But you're not going to get better yourself unless you really challenge yourself. You have to challenge yourself with these goals. But how big is too big? Let's continue. The way you set yourself up for success is how you see yourself. And the way you see yourself in your future will also make the difference. Let me say that again. The way you see life will largely determine what you get out of it. What are you seeing your life becoming? What are you getting out of life? This is what goals must be big, right? You measure the size of the accomplishment by the obstacles you have to overcome to reach your goals. Haha, Booker T. Washington said that. That's amazing. And he goes on to say, it's not the job that you have. It's not the job that you have. How many people do you know that went to law school, for example, and they're wealthy lawyers? Well, equally. You can spend all that time in law school, get a fancy degree, 
and not make any money. You have to also actually like what you do. So it's not the occupation. It's not like, oh, if only I went to school, if only I did this, if only I did that. No, 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 no. You don't need that unless it's what you really want. If that's your goal, if that's your dream, if that's where you see yourself, absolutely. But understand, that's not the magic. The magic, the opportunity lies with the individual first and then the occupation. The opportunity lies with the individual first and then the occupation. The occupation provides the opportunity only if the individual does their part. So he goes on to say, whatever it is you do, there are many people in the same profession who are making significant contributions to that profession and are making a lot of money as a result. It's not the occupation or profession that makes you succeed or fail. It's how you see yourself in that occupation. Big goals are necessary. You must see it big before you can make it big. Now, remember, the size, the big. We go on to clarify that here, so hang in there with me. I want to go to number two next, because if you really love what you do, you will make it big. It's not the occupation. So that was basically <laughs> rule number one. Goals must be big, but it's not about the occupation. Number two, goals must be long range. And this I cannot express enough how important this is. You have to be patient. I know you just keep hearing stories about internet startups and they, oh, sold this for that and yada, yada, yada. No, it wasn't overnight. Sure, some people it happens quicker for, but they're lucky. And sometimes they peak at a young age. Because where do you go from there? I digress. I'm off topic now. So let's go back to the book. Number two, goals must be long range. Without long range goals, you are likely to be overcome by short range frustrations. The reason is simple. Everybody is not as interested in your success as you are. You might occasionally feel that some people are standing in the way and deliberately slowing your progress. But in reality, the biggest person standing in your way is you. Others can stop you temporarily. You are the only one who can do it permanently. Do not let someone else steal your dream. That's what it's all about. The only one standing in your way is you. Do not allow others to push your buttons. No way. No way. That's why you have this long-range goal, and you understand there could be setbacks. Okay. So he goes on to say, Occasionally, circumstances arise that are beyond your control. If you don't have a long-range goal, then temporary obstacles can be needlessly frustrating. Family problems, sickness, automobile accidents, or circumstances over which you have no control can be obstacles, but they need not be. This is the part that drives me cuckoo. He says, I'll teach you in a later chapter how to react positively to the negative. <laughs> as well as positive situations. Oh, I just want to know now, Zig. Come on. He goes on to say, when you have that long-range goal, it's easier. Why? Because you go as far as you can see, and when you get there, you'll always be able to see farther. That's the infinite game. 
right there. You go as far as you can see, and when you get there, you'll always be able to see just a little bit farther. Yeah. It's sort of like he gives this uh, analogy about, you know, you don't wait until all the lights turn green before you leave the house. When you're driving down the road, you just, you're moving forward, and sometimes you have to stop. Those setbacks are pauses. You're just waiting for the light to turn green again. People, saboteurs, are going to do that for you. So you have to have a long-range plan and understand, and I did a whole episode about this, what are you in control of? Are you in control of other people? No. That means nobody's in control of you either. Okay? So that's the exciting part about this. So you go on to say about um, overcoming these obstacles. So, you know, rather than delaying, 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 sometimes you have to pivot. You have to navigate. You have to change course. When you're a little bit off course, you don't turn around. You don't. You just change the direction you're going. I give this analogy a lot with sailing is you have to go with the wind. He gives a, an example here. He's in an airplane. The wind blew them off course a little bit. The pilot did not turn around and go home. <laughs> the pilot changed course to get to that same destination. So even, he says, as you head towards your goals, be prepared to make some slight adjustments in your course. As you set your long-range goals, let me urge you not to attempt to overcome all the obstacles before you start. Otherwise, nobody would ever attempt anything, would they? Right? As you deal with obstacles of any kind in the same manner, one day you will arrive at your destination. Yes, you go. You just go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you can always see farther. So those obstacles are going to be in your way, but the obstacles are meant to change the course you're taking. You still have that long-range goal. You still know where you're going. Sometimes you have to pivot in order to get there. All right, number three, goals must be daily. Oh boy, that almost seems like the hardest part, doesn't it? <laughs> this is what he says. If you don't have daily objectives, you qualify as a dreamer. Dreamers are fine, provided they build a foundation under their dreams by working daily towards realizing them. Yeah. The opportunity for greatness does not come cascading down like Niagara Falls, but rather it comes slowly, one drop at a time, one drop at a time. Besides, if it all came cascading down at once, that would be too much. That would be overwhelming, right? You, you could drown. I love the water. I love the water because if you do not believe this, I. I challenge you to turn on your tap water one drip at a time. Put a little bowl in there. Are you eventually going to get a full bowl of water? Yeah, you are. Leaky faucets aren't fun, but this is what I'm talking about. Your cup will runneth over if you have a certain size vessel to fill. And then water starts flowing one drip at a time i don't know if that's making sense but just think about it what happens 
when those drips become more and more and more, you will have more abundance. You will have the ability to reach your goals and you will then have <laughs> this opportunity for greatness. One drop at a time. He says, frequently, the difference between great and the near great is a realization that if you expect to make it big, you must work toward your objectives every day. If you expect to make it big. He says, if the more way of life is our purpose, then our daily objective should include an honest effort to improve on yesterday. If we expect to change and improve our circumstances, then we must change and improve ourselves because we must be something before we can do anything. Don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Moving forward. No looking in the rearview mirror. No looking out the sides. Just focused forward. That's hard. Oh, that's hard. That daily hard. So that's what he's talking about. You just have to keep moving forward. All right. So the daily objectives are the best indicators, he says, and the best builders of character. This is where dedication, discipline, and determination enter the picture. Here we take the glamour of the big long-range goal or dream and get right down to the nitty-gritty of foundation building. That will help make certain that your dream becomes your destiny. Your dream becomes your destiny. Daily, daily, daily. Daily objectives. Fantastic. Okay, number four. Goals must be specific. This is an interesting one because he begins this little example that if you hold a magnifying glass over a newspaper clipping, <laughs> but you keep moving around, you keep moving around, you will never have the focus of the power of the sun towards those newspaper clippings to start a fire. And I love this example because it's so simple. Everybody can relate to this. But if you hold a magnifying glass over a newspaper or paper and you hold the focus, you will start a fire. It's the same thing with your life. It's the same thing with goals. It's, it's incredible. Stop moving around. Stop getting distracted. Laser focus. And you'll light a fire under your dreams and goals and get there. So he says, <laughs> focus will give you a roaring fire. This is an interesting part. He goes on to say, I don't care how much power, brilliance, or energy you have. If you don't harness it and focus it on a specific target and hold it there, you're never going to accomplish as much as your ability warrants. You're never going to accomplish as much as your ability warrants. If you're focusing on one thing, that's your target. Nothing else. Okay? Here's what he goes on to say, though. You have to be very specific because if it's too broad of a goal, then you'll never get there. 
your goal should be spelled out in minute detail. And it gives the example, I would really like to buy a house. Okay, what kind of house? A big house? Oh, good. Well, how big is big? Be specific. How many bedrooms do you need? Do you need a garage? Make a list. That analogy of I would really like to have a house, that's the broad one. That's like, okay, great. Everybody wants a house. Be specific. What do you want? Make a list. Make a list. Make a list because the goals have to be very specific. Whatever you want, he says, if you expect to reach full effectiveness, must be specific in detail. Applied to your own situation. Applied to your own situation. Uh, and here's, here's where it gets really interesting. So those were the four top tips about the goals. Number one, goals must be big. Number two, must be long range. Number three, goals must be daily. Set yourself up for a daily habit. And number four, goals must be specific. But this is where it gets interesting. As he says, goals can also be negative. And they're not going to serve you if they're negative. Excuse me, my dog needs me. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. I decided to leave the human aspect of what happens when I record these shows in this episode. So <laughs> let's get back to you and these goals. All right. Can goals be negative? The answer is emphatically yes. Goals can be negative if one of three conditions exists. First, your goal can be negative if you don't accept the fact that you must be the architect of accomplishment and that luck is not involved. Second, your goal can be negative. It is unrealistically big. And third, it can be negative. It is outside your area of interest or was set to please someone else. Yes. And he says the, the one negative that he sees more often than not is the goal's too big. You can't get to the top of the mountain overnight. So you have to build upon stepping stones for your goals. And it just makes it a little bit more feasible, more manageable, less disappointing if you approach it that way. And you start by writing it down. You write it down on paper because if it's not on paper, it doesn't happen at least in my world. So Zig finalizes this chapter in saying, if the goal is unrealistically big and you miss it by a ridiculous amount, the size of the failure would have an emotional impact for future accomplishments that could be extremely negative. It could even affect a person to the degree that they would no longer really make an effort of any kind. For this reason, it is wiser to see the goal high but reachable. The goal will also be negative if it is out of your field of interest and you're only trying to please someone else. Oh, haven't we done that before? If someone else is directing your goal setting, it is highly unlikely you would be completely free of resentment, which would definitely hamper your efforts. And the whole luck scenario. Successful people get to the top because they identify their objectives use their talents, and constantly sharpen them by dedication and hard work. Their breaks, their luck, 
comes with commitment and objectives, and so will yours. Okay, I am going to do the next quadrant in a separate episode, but hit that subscribe and like button when you have a moment, and I'll see you shortly because we're going to talk about setting your goals.